So the Buddha said, they awaken always wide awake, Gautama's disciples whose mindfulness both day and night is constantly immersed in the body. They awaken always wide awake, Gautama's disciples whose mindfulness both day and night is constantly immersed in the body. This is a point that uh, the Buddha made again and again, that the path to awakening is through the body, is through the body. Uh, this is why he begins his instructions for mindfulness, for practicing mindfulness, as he lays it out in the Satipatthana Sutta. Uh, he begins his instructions with developing mindfulness of body, and having mindfulness of the body is the foundation of the practice. All that we do uh, in meditation is, uh, is done through the body and through our experience of body. Because, you know, the Buddha wanted us to uh, make the most of our human experience, and we have to uh, understand our human experience to make the most of it, and our human experience is found in this body is found in this fathom-long body. Many of us know the story of the Deva, Rohitasa, who came to the Buddha and said, you know, oh, blessed one, I've been traveling the cosmos. You know, I've been all over the cosmos uh, and, 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 have, uh, and have seen all these things, and, and, you know, but I still don't know what it is to be awake. And the Buddha said, you can travel all you want, all through the cosmos, but everything that you need to know to awaken, you're going to find within this body, within this body. So in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha begins by having us bring mindfulness to the body by choosing one place, one center. So find a center in the body. Generally, that's the breath. So we find a center, we learn to establish awareness of that one place, that center in the body, uh, uh, and uh, to keep our awareness there. Uh, and in order to keep our awareness there, what he came to understand was uh, that place needs to feel good. The mind will begin to incline to that place if that place feels good. So it's not enough just to say, be mindful of the breath, focus on the breath. That's what most meditation tech techniques do. They're techniques of sort of forcing the attention. Well, we need to do that to a certain extent, but ultimately what he realized for the mind to stay in the body, the experience of the body needed to be pleasurable. So we learn to cultivate a pleasurable breath. And then we learn to open our awareness to the full body and cultivate a pleasurable abiding in the full body. And once we are able to develop a full body awareness and a pleasurable abiding in the full body, then the mind becomes content to stay with the body, in the body. And then, which, you know, is, is, is a great place to be anyway, but then of course from there we can understand our experience of the body. So in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha gives various exercises for deepening and strengthening our mindfulness of the body and that quality of ease and well-being that we seek to develop uh, through our practice. So he gives exercises uh, in the Sutta for being mindful of the different parts of the body, externally and internally, and the four elements, the four properties of earth, 
liquid, fire, and uh, wind. Uh, so we worked with this particular uh, exploration or mindfulness, really. It's a mindfulness of the body uh, in the sitting today. So, uh, and in, in a very important part of uh, his teaching on mindfulness, of course, uh, to learn to uh, be aware of the full body and how the body is composed of uh, these four elements of earth, the parts of the body that are hard and solid, uh, liquid, the hard parts of the body that are wet and cool, fire, the heat in the body, wind, the breath, the energy in the body. The body comes out of these elements, takes shape in this body, Gradually, the elements deteriorate and pass back to nature uh, in time. We're just, you know, these elements are taking this shape, and of course, it's constantly changing, taking this shape for this period of time that we're here, and then they just pass back into nature. So to understand the body in terms of the way that it's composed of these four elements to bring our mindfulness to the body uh, and these four elements. Uh, one good way to do that, to develop that mindfulness, is to look at the parts of the body that are composed of each element. So we did that in the sitting. There's the parts of the body that are composed of earth element, the hair and the teeth and the nails and the skin and so forth, the parts of the body that are composed of liquid element and so forth. So, to some extent, we could say that this is a little bit more of an advanced instruction. Uh, it's an instruction uh, that we practice for, in terms of uh, deepening our mindfulness of the body, deepening our mindfulness of the body, further developing our mindfulness of the body. Uh, it's particularly uh, useful, uh, of course, for developing full body awareness and particularly useful, this instruction, for developing uh, mindfulness of the body internally, internally. So this is something that we want to learn to be able to do, is to have an internal awareness of the body. And uh, the, the reflection on the mindfulness of the body uh, as it's composed of the elements, really helps us get into the body and bring our mindfulness inside, inside, inside. So, uh, one of the great benefits of practicing with the four elements, uh, as we did today in the meditation, when we opened up to the awareness to the body, is it further develops, further develops our mindfulness. We also uh, develop, begin to develop insight uh, in looking at the body and understanding the body and how it's composed in terms of the elements. Uh, this insight supports equanimity. As we look at the body uh, and uh, perceive the body as being comprised of these elements, we deepen in our understanding uh, into the truth of impermanence, that the body is in this state of 
arising and passing in this state of flux. All the experiences of the body are, are impermanent, are uh, in a state of arising and passing. Uh, we understand that this is the nature of the body. This is the nature of the body. Uh, that uh, it's, it's, it's inconstant, impermanent, and the more we understand this, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't give so much weight to the experience of the body, right? Or like we often would say, we don't take the experience of the body so personally. You know, we don't chase after pleasant bodily experience and uh, try to uh, escape unpleasant bodily experience. Uh, because we know that that's just the nature of the body. It's always this process of uh, coming and going, pleasant and unpleasant, uh, agreeable and disagreeable. And uh, the nature of the body is to change, to arise and to pass. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, we don't fight against that so much when we realize that that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. You know, it begins in these elements, it takes this shape, it changes, it passes from day to day, from week to week, and in this lifetime. Ultimately, in looking at the body in terms of the four elements, the four properties, we support our understanding of the anatta nature of the body the not-self nature of the body. We look at each of these parts of the body, if it's the bones, if it's the tendons, if it's the, the liver or the kidneys, uh, and we begin to inquire, you know, is there a self here? Can I find a me here? Uh, can I find an I here? Uh, and uh, we begin to understand uh, that the body is not-self, is not-self. And this, uh, you know, and this this understanding, you know, is one that you, you know, you can't, you know, it's, it's I mean, obviously, this is a very uh, uh, difficult to grasp understanding for us, uh, and it's not one that you can uh, truly develop by reading about it or thinking about it or hearing this talk, you know, you know, the talk is 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 food for thought. Uh, and inclining you and asking you to look and see for yourself. And we looked and saw for ourselves a little bit today in our meditation, but this is what we're asked to do as Dharma students, is to look at the body, uh, to understand the not-self nature of the body, uh, and see for ourselves that this is true. Because that's a truth, you know, that's, that's, that's a transcendent truth that it's difficult for the mind to understand. In the heart, we understand, we understand through clear seeing. As we develop this understanding, we learn, we gradually disidentify with the body. We disidentify with the body. So it's no longer my body, or I'm sitting here, or I'm listening to the talk. We begin to develop this quality of disenchantment and ultimately uh, uh, disidentification and ultimately disenchantment 
So in the instructions, which will be in the notes, uh, the Buddha here is talking about earth element. He says, uh, and that should be seen as it actually is present with right discernment. Uh, he's talking about the parts of the body that are composed of earth element. This is not mine. This is not me. This is not me, myself. When one sees it thus, as it actually is present, so when one sees it thus, as it actually is present with right discernment, one becomes disenchanted with the earth property and makes the earth property fade from the mind. So, uh, you know, these, 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 these parts of the body, these elements, the experience of the body fades from the mind. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not something that the mind becomes obsessed with. So, uh, you know, when we, when, we, when we perceive the body as self, when we identify with the body, it's a barrier to clear seeing. Uh, so uh, we're not really able to be truly mindful of the body because we're not really quite seeing the body. We're not really quite aware of the body, typically, because we're looking at the body through the lens of my body. I'm sitting here. And you can even, you know, just play with that right now. You know, you can say to yourself, you know, my body is here. And then just say to yourself, there's just body. You know, you can see the difference, or I'm sitting here just sitting. You know, that I am or my is a veil that exists between us and the experience of the body as it truly is. So when we're able to kind of disidentify with the body, let go of the I and the me, we deepen into our mindfulness of the body. We deepen into our mindfulness. We deepen into present moment awareness. So this is our process and practice, you know, in a very simple way, a very simple equation. You know, it's less in the head, more in the body, more present, more present. Less, this is how we become present, more present when we're, I'm sitting here, my body, you know, there's a veil between us and the present moment, that veil of identification. The more we can let go of that veil, the more we live in the present moment. And of course, the closer we are to the heart. So, this practice of seeing the, experience, the body in terms of not-self, uh, being mindful of the body, uh, and, uh, and discerning its not-self nature, is integral to comprehending, comprehending the experience of the body, the felt experience of the body. So, you know, this is our, our task in uh, developing insight in the practice is to comprehend our experience, uh, our experience as it manifests uh, in the body as felt experience, as felt experience. That's why the Buddha said to Rohitasa, everything that you need to know about the truth is found within this body. It's a felt experience. It's a felt experience. So the term in, 
and, and the teachings is form, right? Is form. So when we look at our experience, uh, you know, we're asked, you know, in developing insight to uh, see all of our experience first and foremost as form, as form. So all experience manifests as form. So the experience of the body, the experience of sensation in the body, the experience of mind, the experience of mind, right? The experience of mind, emotion, if you will, manifests as form in the body. This is how we're asked in being mindful to comprehend our experience of mind, to see it first and foremost as form, as form. That's the first aggregate, right? So all experience manifests as form, including mental experience, right? Including mental experience. You know, neuroscience has kind of borne that out 2,600 years after the Buddha. So, uh, you know, when I, even when I teach beginner's classes over the years, uh, when we work with mind and emotions, what I always say is, you know, the, the, the most important thing in terms of being mindful of your emotions, uh, you know, we don't say it in the first week of the beginner's class, it's usually one of the last classes, maybe the fifth or sixth class of a five or six week course, uh, you have to learn or begin to start to learn uh, to be able to be mindful of your emotions as they manifest as a felt experience in the body, form. Some people are really good at that. Most people, it takes a long time. It took me a long time to be able to do that. But it's essential that you learn to be able to do that. And this is why mindfulness of the body is so important, or part of the reason why mindfulness of the body is so important, because you have to learn to be able to be mindful of the experience of mind slash emotion as form, as it manifests as a felt experience in the body. That's crucial to developing understanding and the capacity to find freedom from our clinging to these emotions. So, uh, so this is essential to understanding mind, emotion, and our clinging to mind slash emotion is to be able to see these experiences of mind as form, felt sense in the body. So as Dharma students, we learn to see these experiences of mind as they manifest as form in the body. Oh, I feel anger here, I feel anxiety down here in the chest. You know, usually somewhere we suggest feeling it somewhere in the front of the body, along what's known as the vagus nerve, right? You know, this is where these experiences arise. So I feel anxiety here, worry here. You know? Of course, we're talking about feeling these things and experiencing them and being mindful of them in real time as they arise or as they've arisen. Uh, so we're asked to be mindful of those experiences of mind as they manifest as form, sensation in the body, to understand and to see that we're clinging to them, to see the drawbacks in clinging to them, 
and to see that these experiences of mind, emotion, if it's anger, worry, sadness, etc., are not self, are not self, are not self. These experiences are not self, it's just sensation. Earth element, fire element, whatever, they're not self. So our practice is to see emotion as form and see the experience of emotion as not self. And we begin to cultivate disenchantment with emotion, these experiences of emotion, these ex the ways that we're clinging to these experiences of emotion, we begin to cultivate disenchantment. So this is our practice in working with emotions, developing understanding, uh, is to see these experiences and understand these experiences as not self, not mine, not who I am, to cultivate disenchantment. It's just a sensation. It's just a sensation. Maybe it's unpleasant. It's just a sensation in the body. And not to take it so personally. You know, the more we can understand it as just a sensation and just as form, uh, the more we uh, are inclined not to give it so much weight. Yeah. Yeah. We give so much weight to these emotions because we don't understand them. We don't understand them and what they are. I also think we give so much weight to these emotions because we don't understand how to understand them. We don't understand how to understand them. So we think that we need to uh, explore them and investigate them and, and analyze them and take them apart and ba 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 All of the stuff that we do. I mean, there's universities that have been built on that foundation, you know? And it's sort of like, you know, why are we giving them so much weight? It's just a sensation in the body. Just earth element, fire element, wind element. So this is what's known as practicing the Dharma in accord with the Dharma. To see your human experience as, in a felt way, in a felt way, to have a felt experience of life and to be able to understand your human experience as not self, as not self, this conditioned experience. Because we want to get beyond this conditioned experience. You know, we don't want to be spending all of our life clinging to these emotions which give rise to the thoughts, etc., etc because there's something greater. There's something greater than this. So our practice is to have a felt experience of life. Our practice is to have a felt experience of life. A felt experience of life. You know, we live in the head. You know, we live in the head. We live in thought worlds. We live in uh, different sense experiences. We live in the head because we don't understand form. 
we live in the head. Because we don't understand our experience, we live in the head. Because we don't understand life, we live in the head. So the more that we have a felt experience of life, the more we understand this life. And this is what the Buddha is telling us. The more we have a felt experience of life, the more we understand life. So this exercise in seeing our body is comprised of these elements moves us into having a more intimate felt experience of life, a more intimate felt experience of life. I and mean, we never really quite feel the body. What we're really involved with is it's my body and I'm here, but we're never really, that's a barrier between having this felt experience of life. So what the Buddha is is teaching us to be able to do is to have a more intimate felt experience of life. The more we have a felt experience of life, the more we're here for this life. We want to be here for this life. We want to be in this life, in this body, and have a felt, truly felt experience. The more we have a felt experience of life, the more able we are to know the happiness that this life offers us, or to know the greatest happiness that this life offers us. Because the greatest happiness, the teachings of the Buddha would submit to us, the greatest happiness that this life offers to us is the happiness that's found inside. It's a happiness that's always there inside of us. It's the happiness in the heart. 